on the mission of Christ. Um, Jesus said that we should enter in through the straight gate because wide is the gate and broad is the way and the road that leads to destruction. And many shall go therein. But because the way is straight and the road is narrow that leads to everlasting life, he says just the opposite, that only few are going to go therein. Few. This thing has never been about numbers. Uh, I had a church close. Uh, found out a friend of mine church closed yesterday because they couldn't tithing was down and attendance was down. Well, that's everywhere unless you're preaching the, the itching ear stuff. It's just the way it is. Uh, but we have to learn to, in spite of, work out our own salvation. You see, it's a personal thing, people. It has nothing to do with who will and who won't. It has everything to do with are you going to for yourself? Because they say it ain't about you, but it is all about you. It's, in, it's all about you whether you're going to live and go to heaven for eternal life or die and go to hell, the lake of fire, for eternity. So it is all about you in the long run. When you stand before him, you know, and he begins to read off the book to us, and we find out just how bad a situation we've allowed ourselves to become a part of. The mission of Christ. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you this morning. As we bring forth this word, Father, we want to bring it in the simplicity of your love, Father, and let your grace shine upon us. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. 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 You know, the mission of Christ has a twofold aspect to it. We'll be coming out of Luke 4, verse 16. Luke 4, verse 16 through 18. And as we dive into the scripture this morning, uh, we're going to see that Jesus had a twofold ministry. He was anointed to preach and preach the gospel, and he was anointed to heal. And when he came into the synagogue on this particular day, <clears throat> Sabbath, verse 16 says, And he came to Nazareth. Nazareth means the guarded one or branch. He came to Nazareth, the guarded one. He was certainly the guarded one by the Father. Where he had been brought up. You see, Jesus had lived a very protective life, a guarded life, because from the start, 
His family knew who his real father was and what his job was to be because it was revealed to Mary in the beginning. The Bible says, And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the seventh day and stood up for to read. We're in Luke chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. Our message today is the mission of Christ. If you see there in that scripture, it says, as his custom was. There was a custom that went on. Uh, he just didn't go and the book was given to him, but it was a custom by the Jews that seven people would read from the scripture on the Sabbath day. There would be one Levite, one priest on active duty that came out of the Levites. Notice I said one priest on active duty. So we had a Levite, a priest, and five common people would read. That was the custom of the Jews. Jesus came in as one of the commoners. And he had a chance to read a scripture from the book about himself. He went to Isaiah, he opened the book, and he began to share with them what the Word of God said about himself. He says in uh, verse 17, And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Well, first of all, we know that in Matthew 5, 3, the Bible tells us, Blessed are the poor in spirit, because they shall inherit the kingdom of God. But we also know that in Isaiah 52, verse 7, the Lord tells us that he is the high and lofty one in eternity. Isaiah 52, verse 7. That he is the high and lofty one. And he dwells in these high and lofty places with those who are of a contrite spirit and a contrite heart. Contrite being broken heart. So Jesus came to help us and to bring us into a place where we could be and receive Salvation. I want to read verse 52. Um, verse, verse, uh, Isaiah 52 verse 7 reads, I misquoted. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings. 
Isaiah 52, 7. The other verse we'll get to. That publishes peace. That bringeth good tidings of good. That publish salvation. And saith unto Zion, thy God reigneth. You see, Jesus came to preach and publish good tidings, peace, and salvation. And that's what saves our soul, and that's exactly what places us in the position to do the things that God would have us to do in Him. But not only did Jesus come to preach the gospel to the poor, but he also says that he sent me to heal, verse 18 of Luke, he sent me to heal, chapter 4, the brokenhearted. And here's where we go to that verse that I misquoted just a minute ago, Isaiah 57, 15. He said he came to heal the brokenhearted. For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabits eternity, Isaiah 57 verse 15, whose name is holy. He says, I dwell in the high and holy places with him also that is of a contrite, which is a broken and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble and revive the heart of the contrite ones or the broken-hearted ones. He says that he came to heal the broken-hearted, you see. Now, we, there's a funny thing about people. We walk around in life and we walk around broken-hearted in many ways. And we do things to ourselves and to each other to break our hearts. But Jesus said, I come to heal the brokenhearted. But how many of y'all know in this world today Jesus ain't good enough? We don't want to be healed. Let's just get real about it. We like suffering. We like raising hell. We like catastrophes and calamities. We don't like getting along with one another. So we find ways to pick fights with one another. You see, we don't want to be healed of our brokenheartedness, you see, because all we know and all sin will let us know is defeat. And defeat brings brokenheartedness. And Jesus said, come to me, and I'll deliver you from your broken hearts. And we say, no. We don't even want nobody to say nothing to us about God. So we live our life out in brokenness. But in brokenness to the world and not brokenness to God. There's a difference. So we beat down, and I was telling my wife this morning when we was going through the, the areas, you know, those areas where people are downtrodden, and you can see people walking with no life. 
with no vision. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But you can see them. They're walking. They're the walking dead. They have no life. They have no vision. They have no love for themselves or anybody else. They're just existing. You know how I know? Because I've been there. And it's not a good place to be. And when you're away from that, you need to fight with all. That's why I don't understand church folk. We get them out of the mess, and then they'll go right back to it. Have we not, y'all? We've bought them cars. We've bought them food with our own money, have we not? We've done everything. We've even taken care of them for a whole year. Oh, this church has done a whole lot. And then after they can't feel that they can't get no more from us, this is what they do. They throw your heart on the ground. Hmm. I ain't done no harm. You know, bread eaten in secret is sweet, the Bible says. And says that whorish spirit, that whorish woman, I'm talking about that spirit in us. It'll get up and say, I ain't done no wrong. They wasn't nothing no way. No, 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 let's get real with this thing. Let's get real with it. But let me tell you something. God sees all of that. God sees it. And what God does is God places it in our favor. Because he keeps giving us more than the Bible says that in Ephesians 3.20 that God is able to give us exceedingly and abundantly above anything that we ask or think. But it's according to how we allow the Spirit to work in us. You see, that's the key right there. How you allow the Spirit to work. See, if you want to be broken hearted and don't want God to hear you, then guess what? You're going to be broken hearted. But we're not of those that want to be broken hearted. So what do we do? We come because Jesus said that he came to Preach the gospel to the poor. <laughs> to heal the broken hearted. Well, Jesus is the word, right? So, if you don't hear the word, then how can you have faith to be healed? Because faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing comes by the what? Word of God. But how can you hear without a preacher? And how can you call on him which you have not heard? But how can the preacher preach unless he's been sent? How? But regardless of what comes out of the mouth of the preacher, what are you going to allow to go into your heart so that your heart can be healed? That's the question. That's the question. You see, the man said something this morning on Fox News. That made all the sense in the world. He says, have you got, have you, talking about that riot in, uh, where was it at? Somewhere they had a riot last night. Police shot a, a, a guy, killed him. And another policeman got killed last night. But anyway, this is a regular thing. Now, let me ask you this. You, you know, I don't understand us. Somebody help me. You got a man that's got a gun that's running Done, already a criminal, done stole 
uh, ammunition and everything else. He running with the gun, right? And you don't know. It's split second and you're done, you know. What the cops supposed to do? Wait for him to get shot? I mean, what are you supposed to do? But the first thing we do is jump up and holler, oh, we were wrong. He was wrong. He was... What's wrong with us? What's wrong with us? I'm so... I know this is going out, but I'm going to let it go out. I am so sick and tired of this black stuff. I'm sick of it. You know why I'm sick of it? Because it's destroying our people. They still crippled in slavery. Their minds are crippled. And they don't want nobody to... I just told you some of them want to remain broken hearted. I just told you that. They always want to continue to blame somebody else. It's time out for that. It's just time out for it, man. That ain't working no more, people. As a matter of fact, it never did work. But we've been given the opportunity to allow our hearts to be healed. There are jobs out there. Like Brenda said this morning, you can't pay, they ain't getting a job because they can't pass drug tests. They smoking dope. So they can't pass the drug test. But we want to blame everybody else, you know? Y'all might not like this, but everything Trump say ain't wrong. And don't nothing, none of them say scare me, because I got Jesus. I ain't worried about what happened. Bring it on. Because the, the crazier it gets, the closer I get to knowing that Jesus is about to do his thing. So you don't bother me. I, ain't, I, I don't preach fear. I preach power in the Holy Ghost. I don't like being around people that are scared because I tell my wife when she gets nervous, I can't stand it. I can't stand a scared person. I don't want to hear that. You know why? Because I read in the Bible where God's word says in the book of Timothy that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of love, one of power, and one of a sound mind. Now, who report am I supposed to believe? Man? A scared man can't get nothing done. Because he's scared to do anything. Why do you think they call them entrepreneurs? Because they take chances. They take risks. You know, take risks. You got to be a risk taker. John eight thirty two. You see, Jesus says over here in that Luke four eighteen. He says now he says he's going to preach deliverance to the captives. Well, let's go to John eight. 32 and 36. He say, if uh, you 
keep my commandments, then you are truly my disciples. John 8, 32 and 36. I said, John, John. You've got John, and then you've got 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. John is the fourth gospel. Okay? So the book says in John, the 8th chapter, verse 32 and 36, that if you keep my commandments, you are truly my disciples. Then you will know the truth by keeping his commandments. And the truth will do what? Didn't say set you free there. It said it will. In other words, it will do a process on you. See, see, that one word, make, defines the whole process. That one word. You see, if it would have said it will set you free, now it says that elsewhere, but right there it said it will make you free, meaning that there's a process involved. You see. Now, the process is this, that you hear the word and that you do the word, right? Not just hear the word, but you got to hear it and then you got to do it. And then it'll begin to do a work on you. And a building ain't built in one day. Amen? It, take, it takes some stuff to build a building. And that's what we are. We're building. So it takes a lot. It takes a lot of stuff. You know, how many truckloads of stuff have you, Minister Tom? And the thing still ain't nowhere built, is it? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> it seems like a never-ending thing, doesn't it? But eventually, it'll get done. Why? Because you're continuing to do what you're supposed to do. They tell you, you do. They tell you, you do. Jesus tells us we do. Jesus tells us we do. Jesus tells us we do. And guess what? Then we are made free. You see? But if we just were set free, then there's no work in that. It's just him. You go. Mm-mm. Make you free. Then you will know the truth. And the truth will make you free. Somebody read verse 36. John. Anybody? Read it. Uh-huh. You see what he's saying there? See, if the Lord make you free, you'll be free indeed. But see, if some of these other things, you know, like your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your wife, you know, your clothes, your car, your house, you know, if any of them things make you free, you won't be free long. Because every one of them things are going to put you in a tailspin every once in a while. Amen. Car going to break up. Spouse going to act up. Come on now. Amen. Come on. Come on. See, so, 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 so see, that ain't going to last long without some difficulty now. Going to need a new roof on the house. You know. But he said now, if the sun Make you free. You'll be free indeed. In other words, it don't come with no collateral damage. You understand? 
As long as you abide in him, he'll abide in you. As long as you abide in him and his word, he'll abide in you. And that goes for me too. So he says also in the book of Luke, chapter 4, verse 18, he says that uh, I also come to recover the sight to the blind. Boy, look out at the world today. What would you say, Brenda? That darkness has come up out of the bottomless pit? That darkness means adversity and ignorance? Mm. Just look out. Just look out. First thing they do this morning, last night, when the guy gets shot, is they start burning up the stores in their own neighborhood. Why we all wait as if we ain't going to need that store tomorrow. Amen. Amen. I mean, there's no sense. Something, church, I'm telling you, something is wrong with our mentality. Man has lost control. Remember incontinent? Remember? It's making full circle. And... I'm telling you, we all need to get to listening closer and closer to what God is telling us and start looking out and seeing this stuff because I'm telling you. I mean, man, it's all kind of stuff going on. Look at them people in Louisiana flooded out. Come on, man, fires burning up everybody's stuff. I mean, all kinds of stuff, people. It could happen to us. One day we got our nice homes. You know what I'm saying. Next day we standing in water looking crazy. Don't even know what's done go what's done happen. Just that quick. It don't take but thirty seconds for it to come through and tear up everything for the rest of your life. Your whole life will change. In a split second. And we don't even give God no thanks, no praise, no nothing. And God been good to every one of us up in here. And every one of them yahoos that ought to be here but ain't here, they're doing worse because they denied the sanctity of God. And they wonder why. You wonder why. Don't call me when the disaster happened. Stay connected and stay prayed up before. So you can have some interest called grace. Gonna call me, wake me up in the middle of the night. But I ain't seen you. What happened? What, what am I supposed to do? Something ain't right about that. My job is to take, and Brenda's job is to take care of these people here at House of Destiny. That's what God has told us to do. That's the mission that God has laid on us. You know, I can't save the world. If Jesus can't do it, I can't. I learned that a long time ago. You never kill me. Them folk used me up so bad to have me out there doing drugs, looking like a bomb. Crazy in a bed bug. Like, what happened? No, that's real. See, they ain't going to happen no more. 
Because I ain't going to let that happen. I ain't going to let people do that to me no more. I ain't going to let them do that to me no more. Because I found out that people, they with you one day and the next day, they'll throw you away. I found that out. So I don't put my trust in no man. Because the Bible says, cursed is the man that put his trust in the arm of flesh. Whose man is his strength. He said, I come to open your eyes up. Look at Isaiah 9 2. The book of Isaiah, verse 9. I mean, chapter 9, verse 2. What is it? Over there? It says here that the people that walk. Now, notice Jesus said, Now come. To recover the sight of the blind, right? To give them their sight back. Watch this. He said, the people that walk in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death. Good God Almighty, look out at the world today. They dwell in the shadow of death. In the land of it. But he said, I'm going to shine a light upon them. Upon them hath the light shine. See, Listen, church. Didn't it say here, watch this, the people that walk in darkness. Right? He said they've seen a great light. But watch what John said. John says that huh, the light came into the world, but darkness couldn't comprehend the light. Why? Because men deeds were evil. See, evil won't allow you to see the light. It ain't like the light ain't here, but it's because the evil in us won't let us to see it. So because we don't want to see it, we bring in another doctrine. It's called the feel-good doctrine that they talked about in the book of Timothy. The itching ears doctrine. So God said, okay, I'm going to go and turn them over to a reprobate mind. Now look at the world. Just look at it. It won't be long before they've already saying, right over here in North Carolina, one of the most conservative states in the, in the nation, they're already saying that they ain't going to call them girls and boys no more. Well, what you going to call them? A unicorn. Well, they got a little symbol of a unicorn, which is a, the unicorn represents the sex goddess. So now they don't want, you know, y'all better be careful about what you, 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 these folks teaching y'all children. Better be careful. Just don't, just don't, just don't take it. Just don't. Better start speaking up. They're y'all children. Better start speaking up. Look here at Mark 10, talking about this blindness, the recovery of the blind. Mark 10. Go over here to Mark 10, 46. Mark 10, 46 through 52. Over there. Here, right there. 46. Says that, and they came, huh? You got it? 
Okay. And they came to Jericho. Jericho in the Greek means, and in the um, Hebrew, it means a place of fragrance. Represents the soul. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, Jesus always go with his disciples, and a great number of people, they were following him out. But here's this guy, blind Bartimaeus. Now, Bartimaeus means son of honor. And it represents man who has fallen. Did you hear me? We are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. We are sons and daughters of honor. Do you understand that? Well, at least one or two of us do. <laughs> now, I know sometimes you don't feel like a son of honor or a daughter of honor, do you? Huh? Especially when you get that little tail to up, ain't that right? Huh? You don't? Yeah, I know. But the Bible says here that this great multitude followed Jesus. Boy, boy, boy. You know, it's a whole bunch of folk following Jesus. In, in, but that's all they're doing is following him. But it ain't a whole lot of people asking him to open their eyes from their blindness. Amen? Amen. Uh-huh. You see. But here's old blind Bartimaeus. And he out there like he usually on the side of the road begging. Been there, done it, know all about it. Know how he feels. People spitting on him and kicking him. And, yeah. But here Jesus coming through and, and he gets a whiff of it. See, see this is the thing. When you get a whiff of, when you get a whiff of the Lord in your spirit, you need to tell all them demons in you to get out the way because they're going to be trying to tell you to shut up. Okay. See, when Brian Bartimaeus, he started to cry out to Jesus. And, and when he started crying out to him, you know, the crowd tried to, no, shut up. Because they didn't think much of him. And they want him to hush. Read the scripture. They want him to shut up. You shut up. You know. But he kept crying out more. And he got Jesus' attention. See, that's why I be telling you, you better open your mouth. You better get God's attention. Stop being so sophisticated, people. And let this thing come out. Because God only gives to those who call out to him. He said, if you, those that call out to the Lord shall be saved. That's what he said. You know? And what people think is that they just going to get saved and that's all they got to do. But no, salvation is ongoing. You got to endure it to the end. You got to work this thing and let that thing work you. And if you're not in for the long haul, let me tell you something. If the turtle won the race, Just a whole bunch of come through on fire. It don't take long you see water poured all on. You know what I mean? That's why I always tell folk when they come, just pace yourself. 
Take your time. Don't don't rush. I know you're inspired, but you'll get there. But just take time, because I don't want to burn you out. See, I don't want to use nobody. Don't want to use nobody. Don't want to abuse nobody. Don't want nobody to do it to me. He says he's by the highway begging. <laughs> and he heard that it, it was Jesus of Nazareth, the guarded one, was coming through. And he began to cry out, Jesus, thou son of David, the builder of my soul, that's the son of David. Have mercy on me. My soul needs building. My sight needs to be adjusted. <laughs> and Jesus stood still, see. He got his attention. And he commanded, he didn't ask him, he commanded to bring him. And he said, They called a blind man, saying to him, Be of good comfort, rise. He called thee. Now, <laughs> when Jesus called, you got to get up. Amen. I say when Jesus called, you got to get up. Amen. The Bible say he rose. In other words, he got up from that broken heart. He got up from that place. See, many of us don't want to get up. We want God to do something for us, but we don't want to get up. And the preacher preaches, get up. You say, nah, I just can't. It's called an anchor. You're anchored down. Jesus say, get up. Blind Bartimaeus, get up, because that's his shot. That's his chance. And he cast it away. Look what he did. When he was called, he got up and he cast away. Look, look at that word. He cast away. His what? Does everybody see what he did? He cast away his what? His attitude. The thing that, see, do you not know your attitude is what clothed you? Huh? Do you know you can have a stinking attitude and that stinking attitude will mess up everything around you? Do you know that? Your attitude will definitely defy how far you go in life. If blind Bartimaeus would have remained there or if blind Bartimaeus would have gotten up and come to Jesus with the same attitude that I'm blind and I'm not going to receive my sight. It wouldn't have been because it's by his faith. You see. So we've got to cast off that attitude that we got. That stinking, no good attitude that destroys us. It's got to be cast off. We've got to allow Jesus Christ to show us the way. We have to.
Verse 51 says, uh, And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. That's all he said, Go thy way. Thy what? Has made him whole. And notice what he did. And immediately he received his sight. And notice what he did after he received his sight. See, this is there's a lot of things we don't do. See. Notice. He followed Jesus where? In the what? Ain't that what it say? What does John say? I am the way, the truth, and the life. He followed Jesus in the what? That's another problem with us. When God gives us insight, we don't follow it. God give us the money to pay our bill. We go do something stupid with it. Okay. Hello. Am I in the house? Lord, help me to pay this. Help me to pay. Okay, there it is. But Lord, have mercy on all our souls, Marcelette Minister, because we all need help. I'm so glad that I listened to a man and a preacher that was my spiritual father at one time. And one thing I can thank him for, he taught me how to save money. He taught that thing. He taught that thing right. He didn't teach much else, but he taught that. Because he was self-righteous as he could be. And I used to tell him, I said, oh man, you just self-righteous as you can be. He get angry, get mad at you when you make a mistake. Come on, man, give me a break. Well, just go ahead on and whoop me before I even make the mistake, because you're going to do it anyway. Amen. Go ahead and beat me. But one thing he taught me, save money. Stay out of debt. He taught me that. And I run the church, and Brenda run the church the same way. Same way. The worst thing that a leader can do is put his people in oppression from building these big buildings and doing all this stuff that they be doing and riding around here in helicopters and all this stuff, making their congregation pay for this stuff, and just all this old stupid stuff. That they be doing. Live within your means. If you make $200,000 a year, then live at the level of 70000 Don't live beyond that. Or you ain't going to have nothing. Oh, more money. I got more money. Yeah, more money to put up. No, now I got more money, but I'm deep in debt. Something ain't right. Something wrong with you. 
something wrong. Blind bond man. He followed Jesus in the way. And then the Bible tells us that he was bruised for us. He says that he set at liberty them that are bruised. That's in Luke 4, 18. I'm finishing up. Look at Isaiah 53, verse 5. He was wounded for our transgressions, and he was bruised for our iniquities. 53, verse 5, Isaiah. And the chastisement of our peace was placed upon him. He was bruised to set us free from being bruised. And after all this is done, he says last in verse 19 in Luke, the main text, Chapter 4, verse 19. He came to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The Bible tells us in the book of 2 Corinthians, I think it's 6 2, possibly, but I know it's in 2 Corinthians. It tells us that now is the time of salvation. Now is the acceptable time to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, because at the finality of this acceptable year of the Lord, this is what's going to take place. Go to 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 24 through 28. And we're done. Are we there? Watch this. Then come at the end. Mm -hmm. And when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign, Till he hath put all death, all enemies, under his feet. And the last enemy shall be destroyed is death. For he hath put all things under his feet. But when he say all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted, which did put all things under him. Mm -hmm. Talking about the Father here. And all and when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall, watch this, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him, the Father, that put all things unto him, that God may be all in all. You see, what it's saying there is that when this thing is done, Jesus is going to return it all back to the Father, so that the Father will be in all, through all, and all, period. And that's what it's saying here. And this is the truth of the mission 
of Jesus Christ. Now, we can take the word and we can be blessed by it. Y'all can cut it off. We can take the word and we can be blessed by it. And we can take this communion today in the right fellowship with God. And God bless us for it, as he always. Or we can do like we normally do. I'm talking about when I say we, I mean church as a whole, because after all, we're all one body, right? We just got various members, but after all, we are one body. So when I say we, it goes far beyond here. It goes to the entire church. Now we take this thing and, and we can be blessed by just trusting God and allowing God to take care of us. So at this time, I'm going to... Uh, Turn it over to Brenda. We can put them down later. Y'all sit, come and set up the communion. And we'll go from here. Place it out here. Take that off, fold it up, place that out here, bring it out. You could you could you can always come in here. Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah.